Good morning, buddies. Hello. I'm Jen Bonton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is All the Fucks, a podcast about... I mean, I'm not really sure I know at this point, but at one point, we were really pretty focused on um, stories of your aching, bleeding, super embarrassed little heart. (laughs) Yes. For when your soul feels like that moss ball that my friend just gave me that I'm trying to keep alive. Is it hard? No, it's squishy. Not your soul, the moss ball. It's a full squish. It's a full squish. It doesn't even have like... Is it it difficult to keep alive? Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I was thoroughly, thoroughly in the texture part of that question. Um, No, no, so far it's just uh, put it somewhere where it gets some sun and put it in some water. Man, can you imagine what a racket it would be if your moss balls were hard? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) that's not this podcast. Maybe maybe if there's a rock in the middle, Mm. like a stone with moss on it. That's still not us, though. No, not at all. Quite the opposite. Like quite if, the opposite. If you squished a moss ball and somehow it turned into a like jello, a, a lake, a jello. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lake of jello. That's it. That's this podcast. If yes, that's what you're googling, welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Am I in the right place? Yes, you are. <laughs> you sure are. Yes, you are. Um, fuck buddies. If we sound a little bit differently today, that's, um, we're, we're doing a little bit of a different tech setup just for this week. Um, but we should be back to our typical dulcet tones <laughs> next Thursday. Today we're kind of doing it We're we're, we're doing the camping version of podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's very low tech. <laughs> still bringing you those hits hits one on top of the other over and over again infomercials at night <laughs> dude can you, you imagine opening jars that to be a better way <laughs> listen to all the fucks podcast with such hits as <laughs> my dog wouldn't stop running away <laughs> a snake bit my mom in the kitchen <laughs> and he I tasted saw- like paste <laughs> tune in tune in for i was walking by a wasp's nest and it got closer because it was visibly shaking with wasps did i tell them that or just you oh well surprise if if well it just been me i have no idea was that for my ears only probably not no because you and i haven't had the chance to do a lot of just us talking uh recently so it probably was for uh, all of our fuck buddies. That's true. Um, I have to tell you, in in the vein of listening to people talking, I'm really loving Chris Gethard's uh, New Jersey is the world. And on this week of Woe Town, it's all um, it's all public transit stories. Oh, <gasps> girl! When I tell you, <laughs> oh my god, yes. Like I have my own doozies, and I think I'm actually going to write or call in with with the one. Um, the one that's the standout for me was a late night on the path train where, you know, you know, when you get on any train and there's a big empty part, like it's packed, it's packed, it's packed. There's people wall to wall and you were like, Oh, look, 
there's nobody on this car. I must be the genius who's about to have my own space. But no, in fact, it either means like somebody barfed or it smells bad. Or in my case, there was a late night uh, (laughs) messianic Jewish street preacher. (laughs) Oh, yes. Who was being super loud and was getting heckled. And I don't remember anything of what he said, but you know, uh, the going from Christopher Street Underground to Hoboken is not long. I want to say it's like seven to 12 minutes at the very most underneath the Hudson, but there's no stops. There's no like, oh, I might be able to get off at the next stop. Right. Next it's stop te- it's seven Hudson to 12 right. solid minutes right. of right. being stuck. Mm-hmm. And I can tolerate a lot of things for that amount of time. But when this man, when I tell you that this man took out a shofar, <laughs> And blew it in my face. No! You must also believe me when I say I ripped it out of his hand and said, (gasps) and I said, no. No! And I shook it at him. What if it was just Sasha Baron Cohen? (laughs) That's what it felt like. It's absolutely. I bet. I fucking bet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was was like. The people who were who were teasing this person were going all in and having so much fun that like they were upset that I was interfering with their fun. They weren't mad at me, but they were like, give it back to him. It's just right, right, right. It's it's two o'clock in the morning and I am sobered up already. Oh, no, I didn't want to be this sober. No, no, you can't. It is actually in your favor to be not sober when you're riding the path train that late at night. I fucking bet. But the one, what the one, there were many standouts, and I don't want to ruin any of the rest of it for you. But one Amazing. of the guys, one of the guys says, um, a, Ho- a Hoboken bro guy. Uh, sorry, there was a little zatsy on my line. Um, uh, this broy guy was pokes him, and he he like points into through the through his door into the next car, and he's like, "Man, look, bro, you gotta look, you gotta look." And this, there's a man pacing up and down in the path train with a, a spear gun. With a spear gun. Oh. And, and he's like, look at this, man. What are we going to do? And he was like, a what are we going to do? God and, damn it. And, and the kid was like, nothing. We're not going to do anything. That guy's in another car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, apparently at some point, the guy actually shoots the spear gun so oh my god amazing i cannot wait i have i have thoroughly enjoyed Wotown. aside from my um my shrill harpy sounds of like ah this just continues the same discourse about new jersey from the same people and i'm not wrong but i am not being fun about it for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah I and mean, they acknowledge that too they actually even said it in this particular Did they? episode yeah they were oh, like, good for them we good. want you to call in because we need to hear voices that aren't like a bunch of cis straight white guys sitting talking about new jersey but you know especially i think i think that they're maybe um replaying more of the call-ins on the actual website on the patreon but, yes uh so so I've decided to call my new weekly burlesque show Dirty Jersey, but there's nothing super Jersey about it. But now I'm like, maybe, maybe I can get him to come to a show if I can get him a couple comps. Maybe you could have him do a set. 
I don't think I can afford that, but it can't hurt to ask. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe you could just get him to go. Yeah. And Haley. Anyway. Be pretty rad. Yeah, it'd be great. So that was my morning. Was Love la- it. Laughing to that. Ah, uh, so good. I've actually been listening back to a bunch of hours. Yeah, um, you said that. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, just because I was curious, I ran out of a backlog of another one of a friends that I've been listening to. Um, that's just been like easy balm for jangled nerves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's my friend Celie's podcast called still got it, which I've guessed it on a number of times. Oh yeah. You've talked about this. I fucking love still got it. They revisit movies. Um, Celie's a little bit younger and some of her guests are like very young. So sometimes they're like, Oh my God, I'm revisiting made in Manhattan, which came out when I was just a baby. And I'm like, Herc, but, <laughs> but, um, basically it's revisiting movies that you loved as a youth and, but things that you haven't like continued to watch ad nauseum since. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some like distance and fondness and nostalgia between you and that. So I've been listening to a bunch of that and it's just been very soothing, very wonderful. There was a last holiday episode and I was like, oh, it has been a while. Last holiday is a great example. Cause they were like, Oh my God, this movie when I was a kid. And I'm like, it was 2006. What on <laughs> earth? But um, was that I was that like Jack Black when you were telling me about no no that's the holiday oh, and I continue to recommend that ad infinitum mm-hmm. but last holiday is a Queen Latifah movie oh, right about a woman who is diagnosed with a very rare and aggressive disease and has given it like a two or three week prognosis to live she doesn't have any major career she doesn't have any big money she's uh she's She's a sales associate at like a big box store and she decided, and she's never gone anywhere she wanted to go and she's never done anything she wanted to do. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to blow up my savings. I'm going to take out every single dime and I'm going to go to this beautiful place in like the Czech Republic. And I'm going to go to this giant, beautiful hotel, which I kid you not, is called the Hotel Poop. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> P-U-P-P, like pup, uh-huh. but poop, poop with the accent. <laughs> and she like spends every single cent. And, you know, like the conflict is that people are like, oh, who is this wealthy woman? Like, and she's not trying to pretend to be something she's not. She's not even lying to people. She's like, just sort of vaguely saying like, I do what I want with my money because sure. she does. Because well, she, she doesn't give a doesn't- fuck. She probably doesn't want to be like, I'm dying. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. And um, anyway, they did. <laughs> Celie did a Last Holiday episode. And I was like, oh, it has been a while since I watched Last Holiday. And I not only rented it, I bought it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and I watched it twice in a row. Amazing. <laughs> That's so wonderful. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, why did I bring up last holiday? Oh, cause I've been listening to, well, I, I feel I ended the backlog of still got it. And I was like, well, there's a lot of stuff I can and should listen to, but I still kind of feel like fluff. So I'll listen to the shit that you and I did this time last Yay. year and like, see what we were doing for our quarantinis, especially mm-hmm. to see how like every day was breaking down in the news in like your, <laughs> in our emotions, bout with the Rona in our emotions. And like, it's, 
fun and great. And holy fuck, I met all of our scary stories and they're still so fucking scary. Yay. To the point where I was like, mm, kind of craving some scary stories episodes now. We could do. Could do, could do. Mm. Not today. We should prep though. We should, yeah, we should prep for uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so well, and in the vein of all of that. <laughs> so um we we've discussed plenty of movies from our childhoods and one that i know is of particular like heart depth and value to a whole generation is a movie called the sandlot and like all i knew about it literally all i knew about it was that it was had something to do with baseball i knew it came out in the 90s and i knew (laughs) that one of my friends from college had apparently um been in the final running for quote unquote the fat kid like oh shit <laughs> yeah so he was actually very bitter and didn't like to talk about them movie. <laughs> <laughs> um but it kept it came up like it's it had been popping you know how things kind of bubble to the surface and you're like yes why well, I guess the universe is telling you to watch this movie. serendipity and we were looking for something fun and silly so we we put it on and um I texted Jen so angry <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something akin to what is this hot shit? I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I think it was just, this is not a good movie. Jen, we are watching the Sandlot. This is not a good movie. It was okay. We are watching the Sandlot and I need to have some words with you. And then in all caps, Jennifer, this movie is not good. my heart i was like fuming and i was mad at you i was mad at the movie to be very I know. and i completely understand like it, you're like 12 so there's there's so many variations of this type of movie right so it's a flashback mm-hmm. movie with a narrator a la wonder years oh, for sure right older person who we don't think we ever see talking back about like their their youth and this like precipitating moment um uh such hits as stand by me um now and then now and then uh, mm-hmm. it. it yeah it absolutely <laughs> absolutely it's a conventionally like quite a lot yeah sure um yeah and i like i like the whole like childhood in the 60s thing i love it mm. and i was set <clears throat> so prepared to love this movie um <laughs> And like we're watching the credits and we're like, Dennis Leary, James Earl Jones. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> um, first of all, Dennis Leary, like unrecognizably young. <laughs> so 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 young and like put put together, because that was not really what he was writing on. Like, I mean, this is right around the time of the ref, too, I'm sure. So I had seen Dennis Leary at this age before, but just not in mm-hmm. a while. Um uh and uh, so I get, I mean, I opening credits, um, something about this kid moving to a new neighborhood. Now, my first thought, my very first thought was, um, he's like, he's a young, white, blonde, baby face boy. And I was like, uh, he's talking about how they're moving like at the end of the school year. So he's not going to have time to make friends before, um, summer. And I was like, that boy's cute. Like 
he looks like he's got it together. How much of a nerd does he have to be to be so pathetic that nobody wants to be friends with him? And the answer is pretty pathetic. He's um, the nerdiest kid on earth. He's the nerdiest kid. So my first issue, my first issue. <laughs> is movie. Um, Appendix A. Yes. So, um, okay. So there's before, before I think we even get into the conversation where, that he has with his mom, by the way, I've only seen this movie once. I told Jen I was going to watch it again and take notes, but I don't think I needed to. Um, it made such an impression. So do you remember at the very <laughs> beginning of the movie where they're like, um, panning around Dennis Leary is his new stepdad. Um, and his, they just call him smalls through the whole thing. Scotty smalls, but smalls, uh, panning through like a very meaningful pan through this room full of baseball trophies, right? And Dennis Leary's got a baseball in his hand that he's only got like on a little tripod thing. It's not in glass. It's, and it's signed by Babe Ruth. And I think a couple other people, but like, it's a very, you can tell, I think he might even kiss it. But like, at some point, Dennis Leary is not paying attention to his stepson at all, who's in the room with him. Mm. Having a fucking fugue with this ball, like, oh, baseball. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, folks at home, I was doing a jerk off noise, make uh, motion. <laughs> you didn't see the motion. Um, and he, the kid's trying to get him to play catch with him, and he's like, "Sure, son, later." In a very like cats in the cradle and the silver moon kind of way. <laughs> That's it. So here's my first issue: the mom. Do you remember who the mom is? No. She is, um, let's see if I can find her actual name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she Uh-oh. doesn't have a name. It's just mom. <laughs> yep. That, that. Just mom. And Dennis Leary is Bill. Um, she was the, the main protagonist lady in Indiana Jones. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, that, wait. Like in the first one? And all, um, in the first Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's also multiple Sandlot movies, which I have I have thoughts about. But well, that definitely is not a real thing. Like that's like a Home Alone sequel. That's like a Home Alone sequel after Number Two. Right. Doesn't doesn't exist. Yes, Sandlot after Sandlot doesn't exist. <laughs> um, Marion in Raiders. She's yes. Raiders. So also the female uh, lead in Scrooged. <gasps> I forgot about that. Is she? Yes. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. She's the one who calls him Lumpy. <laughs> she is the one who calls him Lumpy. Wow, I don't think I ever made that. I never made that. Apparently, in 1987, she was also in a movie of the Glass Menagerie as Laura, which seems a little long in the tooth for me. Wait, is Laura the mom? No, Laura is the, the the, the shut in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess she could be played out. Anyway, whatever. Um. <laughs> Her performance is not what I had a problem with. Her, my big issue is she's like, she's like, Scotty, why don't you have any friends? <laughs> and Scott's like, school's out and hard to make friends. Scotty, you should have friends. And I was like, <laughs> I gotta say, even in the 60s, I just don't see a world in which a mom isn't like, hey, bud, are you okay? Or like, unless you're completely ignoring your children, which happens plenty. But if you've noticed enough to know that the kid does not have a parent, have friends, then they don't, also don't have a parent. The kid doesn't have any friends. To, she was like scolding him. 
And I, thought, I don't know. I mean, I definitely could. That that was like the culture of leave at nine in the morning and don't come home till dinner time. That's fair. And um, it, she, but she was like, you need to get some fresh air. Uh, I could see where she would be like, you're sitting around the house too much. Go out and maybe you'll make some friends. Maybe you won't. But like, it was just, it was a mix of her like completely not actually caring about the child's well-being and like over um overly de- defending um Dennis Leary's character in a way that like made zero sense where I was just like I think that you're in an abusive relationship and you should get out of it so I'm immediately taken out of the movie right because I'm mm-hmm. now like what's the actual backstory concerned about her yeah and the beginning of the movie has a very um like it's not even stand by me feel oh, oh, oh Christmas story there's a lot of yes. story elements yes to that, but for Christmas sure story does it in a way that has rules and makes sense this story has Don was like this is the seven act play so <laughs> the very beginning feels like home alone it feels like where it's like I'm a, I'm a kid and I'm I'm exploring this new thing and I'm just like looking around the house and looking around the neighborhood and wondering if I'm gonna be oh. um and uh and suddenly you're plunged immediately into the sandlot like he goes out and he sees these kids and um, like talks very highly of these eight boys who need a ninth for their for their team. That's not really a team because they're not really playing. And you find out that they're only all playing together to like help this one, the like the big kid um, get better so that he could become like a famous baseball player. So, OK, they are Benny's home team. Yes, for sure. Um, so or uh, that's not what I mean. They are Benny's farm team. That's what I mean. Farm team, farm team. Yes. 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 Uh, But so Benny is the, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, like the leader of the group. uh, And he's the only child of color, I think, in the entire movie. (laughs) For sure. Yes. Um, And he is um, uh, of some sort of Latino descent. And uh, 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 for absolutely no reason, absolutely no reason, this kid is a fucking hot mess. He's like, Oh, come on, guys. Let's give him a chance. Okay. Okay. So the next thing that made me yelp was this kid's hat. <laughs> I was wearing a hat with a base, with a brim. It's like a ball cap, but the brim is so long. I've only ever seen a hat like this in the ladies section of Roses, which is a discount <laughs> department store. I've never seen anything like, like it. Like a gardening hat. Yeah, exactly. Mom, if, if, if there is a man in this house who used to play professional baseball, how, how does this child allowed to leave the house with a hat like that? Cause they're not paying attention. I think, I think you may be giving too much credence to their actual parenting. Bill is very disinterested in smalls and his mom is definitely like a mom of the sixties, which is like, eh, you're self-governing. Go do this thing. I, He's seen baseball hats. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Come on now. <laughs> Jen, someone bought him that baseball hat. Someone bought him that baseball hat. Anyway. But it's not a baseball hat. Maybe it's his mom's gardening hat, i.e. roses. Maybe it is. I mean, it's so ludicrous. It looks like if it is a baseball hat, it's a baseball hat from like 1903. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. <gasps> Back when you wore fucking baseball petticoats and shit. <laughs> i mean so and okay okay so everything's realistic everything's completely realistic except for 
um, no, not even except for it. Like you're in a world that is, and they, the other thing too, though, is the styling is still very nineties, even though it's supposed to be a period piece. <laughs> like if you didn't know, like the oh. styling is, is so, so nineties. So then, so he's, he gets to the sandlot and um, all of a sudden there's like a scuffle. Like before he even talks to the boys, he notices some sort of like dragon behind a fence and there's very like big, like smoke and like the chains rattling, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, obviously foreshadowing um, makes friends with the kids. They somehow decide that he's going to play uh, with them, even though they all kind of hate him. Um, and then we're like one at a time introduced to all of their spunky name. Like the guy with the glasses is squints and all squints their- for life. <laughs> <laughs> and the boys on their own are, are very likable. But again, uh, uh, there's a couple whose names I never even really learn. I did. Like, yeah, I did. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a great nickname. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, um, oh, oh, the fat kid's name is Ham, huh? Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there you are. Oh, he grew up cute. Look at you. Is it him who's a... No, I think it's Chunk who's an entertainment lawyer now. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Chunk follows me. <laughs> I do not love that more. Right? I love it. Right? I love it. Um, Ham's name is Patrick Renna, and he has had a very long and storied um, uh, career. Yeah. Yeah, he's and been working he's- all this time is arguably the the best acting in the entire thing so mm. so okay so also I, I hear you on the parenting thing but if you are a boy in the 60s okay and you have a baseball mitt no matter how shitty right if you mm. if you like baseball enough to have to want to play it the fuck you don't know who babe ruth is fuck that storyline <laughs> fuck that that is so that is less believable than the dragon that turns into a giant dog. But isn't it that he doesn't really want to play baseball? He just really wants to make Bill happy. Like I, I, I feel like that's it. Like he, he wants this father figure. So he wants Bill to be invested in him in a way that like, good luck, a dad in the sixties. Okay. All right. Okay. To be fair, yeah, because he's like, I'm just an egghead. And and the mom's like, well, with that attitude, you'll only ever be an egghead. And I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with being an egghead? Mm. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fair. And he does have, oh, oh, well, also, they do this huge, like, elaborate Rube Goldberg device thing that they show him having made. And I thought that that was going to come into, into better play later. Like, they do come up with, like, some wacky things later. But I thought he was going to save the day with his eggheadedness. That's right. That's what happened. Not in the 90s, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe he didn't. But he did have a cat. Anyway. There's a I whole- think the. Yeah, but I had a cat. I had a mitt. Did you? Right. This is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. And the mitt, of course, wasn't mine. It was like my father's once upon a time. And he was like, the uh, any 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 kid knows how to throw and catch a ball. And I was like, well, you have underestimated me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling Don. So well, and then there's another part where like, um, uh benny has an extra catcher's mitt or an extra mitt um and don's like those were expensive he just has an extra one but they don't have an extra ball um 
okay. So, <laughs> and then, and then I had the most terrible sense memory because I have only worn a glove, like a baseball glove, maybe once in my whole life. And it was definitely a school issued glove. So it had to have been during gym class. And I remember looking inside of it and smelling it and like looking <laughs> Mr. Meadows in the face. And I was like, I actually have to put my hand in this. And he was like, man, something stupid. And it was the worst half hour of my whole life. I, I can't, I can't think about catching a ball with this. I'm thinking about getting nail fungus. Ew, Um, for sure. Yes. Oh God. Okay. So at some point, at some point, um, Smalls out of nowhere hits a home run and hits the ball. He has barely hit a ball at all. And suddenly out of nowhere, he hits it over the fucking fence, which never happens because they don't have another ball. So, so for whatever reason, they're, they're like, oh, I guess I'll go get it. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. He hits the ball over this wall once or twice. Okay. Anyway, then the mythology of the dog comes into play and then the movie unravels, fucking un- unravels. <laughs> and it becomes a series of uh, anecdotal vignettes, basically. Yes, yes. And, and we are left not knowing what to believe because- <laughs> You believe the children, Lillian. Well, I remember being a child and being like, how come don't, don't believe children? It's because it's shit like this. Because <laughs> it's bullshit like this, absolutely. Um, yeah so there's some you know then it then it 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 like every there's like a campfire moment literally with a campfire Mm. where they tell the story of whatever this dog is and the old man who lives behind the fence the beast the beast so uh i would have been fine with all of these shenanigans if we never saw the puppet that was supposed to be the beast right Mm. if we only heard it as a dragon and saw all of the scuffle it becomes, you see more and more of the beast puppet as they try to get the baseball back, back from it. And there's no reconciling it for me. Like there's no, there's no, (laughs) there's no way in which the things that this animal does, if they actually got a hold of those children, he would have actually killed it. Like (laughs) whatever, like this story, you know, but it goes from a fairy tale into reality. And then at some point the dog winds up chasing, actually chasing them. I should mention the reason why they're going for the ball at all is because Smalls goes home and gets that fucking Babe Ruth ball and then they play with it and then somebody cracks it over the fucking fence. So, uh, uh, and the fact that nobody looked at the ball, none of those kids looked at the ball. None of those kids looked at the ball. I mean, (laughs) you're giving children a lot of credit right now. (sighs) So anyway, (laughs) skipping, skipping to the end um then then they actually like go over to the house and they get they get like chased by the dog and then the old man who lives in the house saves them from the dog who is magical negro james earl jones (laughs) for sure for friggin sure in like the most glowy representation of this horrendous trope it is just uh, a guy who happened to play baseball with Babe Ruth 
Um, I forget who what the He's name of in his... a rocking chair. Let me see. yes. Let me see what the player was that he was. I think he was supposed to be actually playing a real uh, like it Mertle, like an actor. M e r t l e. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know from baseball. Um, but yeah, yeah. And and so he he's like, oh, haha! I'm a I'm a jolly man. I'm not aware that my dog is terrifying. And if you had just told me your ball was here, I would have gotten it for you. Meanwhile, this dragon dog has like a horde of balls, and who knows whatever the goddamn hell else is he supposed to be blind? Also, yeah, he's blind. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> Like, I can't, oh, oh, so his, his house is his baseball memorabilia. And then they're like, gosh, mister, jeepers, we fucked up my dad's really expensive ball. And now he's literally going to murder me and no one's going to care because it's the 60s and there's no child protective services. Mm-hmm. And so, so then Mr. Myrtle is just like, well, kid. I happen to have this ball that's signed by a million people on Babe Ruth and it's a million times more, but it's clearly you should have it. Cause they were your friends. Have it. <laughs> and you clearly won't do that again with my big dumb dog. <laughs> so no lessons are learned. <laughs> no, Dennis Leary eventually plays catch with the kid, but like, nobody's mad nobody's nobody's like getting the dog checked for rabies anyway and then the then the movie just basically ends but it doesn't just basically end it does the standby me thing where it gets does wrap-ups of like oh squints wound up doing this and they're all a complete departure from reality (laughs) (laughs) yes where it may as well be like and this kid grew wings out of his ass and flies around a bunch (laughs) Uh, uh. and i think i think right around the wrap-up is when i started texting you where i was just like what 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 yes so having to be fair not too long ago me and jen and her husband andrew all watched goonies together which i cannot defend in any way for all of its problematicism however was a big staple of my childhood um and Andrew called that movie out for everything he was. <laughs> for sure. He had not seen it before. And he was like, and we were like, oh my God, wait till you watch the freaking Goonies. And he was like, what is this Drek? And we're like, oh, how dare you besmirch the name of Goonies? But, you know, Goonies, not wrong. For all of its flaws um, and, uh, you know, harmful racial stereotypes and harmful. Uh, I w- dare say portrayal of people with like f- physical deformities and things like that for Not sure overall I mean I don't I don't think that harmful Italian stereotypes is really what we need to be worried about the most but there was those two mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, oh I'm sorry this brings me to the swimming pool scene of the sandlot because yes, of course it does is, there is a scene in goonies where there's a kiss and the um the girl on the end of the receiving end of the kiss um andy thinks that she's kissing someone one else but but mikey doesn't try to kiss her he's just there and she grabs him this kid in the sandlot 
has orchestrated this huge, huge plan to like drown at the pool. So the hot lifeguard will save him and he'll get to like kiss her while she's giving him mouth to mouth. And I was like, that's that girl's fucking job, man. Like that's her job. And she hates him. And she, she hates him. She hates him. You can tell she hates him because she physically throws him out of the pool. But then he goes back to like, look at her through the pool fence and she gives him like, it's okay. You little scoundrel. Kind right. Of. So again, no one learns any lessons, <laughs> <laughs> but it is not in retrospect, like revenge is a nerd. It's like, there are so many instances where it's like tricking someone into having sex with somebody a 16 candles yeah. is the worst because that's just straight out right um god oh god god uh haha isn't it funny um uh Yikes. yeah anyway so that might have been when i that might have been when i when i started screaming but <laughs> that said and i never stopped and i never stopped i fully understand why it is such a staple of many people's childhoods and it is just a perfect example of that whole your fave is problematic thing <laughs> yeah of course of course they always are i will say the sandlot first of all first of all the sandlot was like i've said this before i'm never going to stop saying it i don't know how we had so many occasions to just watch movies in school but we did oh Oh yeah, ours. They, we were always showing us fucking Dead Poet Society. I've seen oh, that movie like eighteen times. I don't know if that was one that ever got played in class, but um, in elementary school, which for me was K through eight, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm from the boonies. In elementary school, we watched so many movies, <laughs> and I don't know why The Sandlot was a huge staple. A Christmas Story makes sense because it would be on like you know half days where you're not really in school. Mm-hmm. A Christmas Story, uh, the all the cartoon all stars say no to drugs. Yeah. Um, Little Rascals, um, really, uh, uh, Babe, <laughs> sure. The Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like, Mm. these were movies that were played in school, and I got to know them because they were played in school. That's so funny. Sandlot, especially. That's, uh, and again, again, it's hard to tell whether, like, the parents or, like, teachers actually hadn't seen it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. If nobody cared. (laughs) I will also say Sandlot so much, and, like, exclusively, in school because I don't even know if it came out in theaters. I never saw it screening on TV on like TNT or anything as a kid. I only ever saw it in school. So I was <laughs> like, wait, this is a real movie? Not like some weird school supply that was disseminated for, I don't know, fucking um, assemblies and shit. To that point, have you ever heard of a movie called Chicken on the Tracks? No. Okay, they talk about this in in the Chris Gethard podcast also. Apparently, Chicken on the Tracks, um, they might have discontinued it by the time you were in elementary school, Mm -hmm. but Gethard is about my age, um, was a movie that was specifically made to teach children about the dangers of playing on the railroad tracks. 
Now, I don't know what this movie is about, but I can guess. And apparently the earlier version was so gruesome that it traumatized a bunch of kids and they had to like remake it and re-release it. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) And now he's trying to find the original. But he was like, I never saw the original. And and the the version that we wound up with was bad enough. Um, But yes, a learning movie. I was just going to say, it's got to be on YouTube. But if he's in the middle of trying to find it, I'm sure it's it's got to be on YouTube. It's YouTube. Uh, NJ Transit. It's, so the, the, the version as it exists now is on Vimeo. Do you say Vimeo nice. or Vimeo? Vimeo. Okay. Uh, there's apparently a whole Reddit thread about it. <laughs> Shit! no i don't remember that at all uh oh yeah it looks like it was updated in 2014 but you know what well you watched it as a kid in virginia Hmm. i mean i'm wondering if it's but you were in a rural place too i'm wondering if it's because we were way too hicky to even be concerned with trains well i mean I would think that kids in rural areas would even need even more information about not playing on the damn track. This is true because I exclusively played on train tracks, but train tracks that almost never saw, like they weren't commercial. Uh, they were not commercial train tracks. They were just f- like very slow moving freight. And one train would come by like every six months. Uh, seemingly. Did I ever tell you about the educational movie, the wave? No. I would love to watch this with you because I definitely haven't seen it since I was a kid. Uh, They definitely played it twice and it was both in schools. Um, And the IMDb summary says an experiment in a high, an American high school where students learn how easy it is to be seduced by the same social forces, which led to the horrors of Nazi Germany based on a true (gasps) story. Shit. What? So basically a teacher is, is he starts a club that's that follows parallels the tenets of nazism and he brainwashes these kids into being like oh no these kids are in charge and they get to wear an armband and you guys have to follow all these rules because they say so um and and oh i'm familiar with that yeah and the kids um i forget what that social experiment was called and the kids you know get far too engrossed into it Mm. um weirdly enough as a child uh, I did not take away that it was about Nazism. I thought it was about cults. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that that speaks to the times. I want to say that in the experiment, it wasn't about Judaism or or Gentiles, but it was about um, blue eyes, maybe. Oh, just as bad. Jesus. Yeah, well, right, exactly, and yeah. obviously the dog whistle for it. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that that was like the um the spin that they gave it gotcha 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 i think i think i think yeah i don't remember it being good at all but it was definitely one of those things where in the same vein where i was like someone must have recorded this to 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 teach us something and then did i think it was originally aired as an after school special instead of like a movie movie something that i always confused with the Sandlot, because I didn't think it was a real movie, was a real movie, and you're all going to know it, and it is the VHS lead-in to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. What do you mean the lead-in? I mean, after the fucking 
uh, Viacom or whatever. Um, oh, the little like pre-movie cartoon. Oh, I actually don't know what this is. What is it? Okay. So the one that they put at the start of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS was a long musical commercial for Pizza Hut. And it was, it is still my favorite thing. And it was, uh, and and it and it uses the Peter Paul and Mary song "Right Field." Okay. Oh, here in Right Field. Yeah. Be right Field. Bring it back to the baseball. Yes, and so it's a whole team. It's a whole baseball team in like the height of summer. The lighting is all like warm and glowy, and there and there's this one. They're the Smalls basically is out there in right field and like scuffing his shoes on the grass and bored to tears and super cute. And uh, uh, he looks at the sky and he puts out his uh, and he looks up above and the baseball falls into his glove. <laughs> oh, he cute. plays right field. It's important, <laughs> you know. You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. That's why he's there in right field watching the dandelions grow. And, and when he catches it, the whole team like lifts him up and lauds him as their new king and emperor. And they all go celebrate at Pizza Hut. Making yeah. it great. That, that makes me want some Pizza Hut and a cold Coca-Cola right now. Yes. It was Ooh, so iconic. Evocative. To the end of like, I would watch, I still have my VHS because of course I do. I would watch my VHS with friends when we were like in high school and college and we would all sing the opening at the top of our fucking lungs. Oh my goodness. Yes. funny. Cause that yeah. wasn't, I don't remember that being a, a very common thing. No, it wasn't. I mean, I remember there being ads for other things. So I had, um. Winnie the Pooh and uh, the original Winnie the Pooh and the original Alice in Wonderland on VHS and like in clamshells that all like they smelled when I tell you they smelled like Radio Shack. Yes. Exact ozone plastic electronic smell, but it was trapped in this clamshell for the VHS tape. Um, Amazing. For people who don't know what a clamshell is. Yeah. Radio Um, Shack just smells like static. Yes, it does. Yes. Ah, wait, I have to tell a quick joke. Yes. Andrew found a meme that says drinking White Claw is like drinking a cup of television static while someone yells out a fruit from the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So good. God, that's glorious. Right? I know. I mean, I have not had many of those seltzer things. I've had like two and I was like, yeah, this tastes exactly like almost nothing, which is what I thought. <laughs> Why don't you guys just drink vodka? <laughs> for real. No, I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had people make very good uh, arguments for White Claw. I'm sure it's fine. But um, yes, where where as, as opposed to the hint of lime Tostitos, which is exactly the opposite, where it's much more uh, punch in the face of lime. They're my so much favorite citric acid that I can feel it eating into my tongue. <laughs> I love it so much. Like a paper cut on my tongue. Um, yes. But all of it. Uh, these particular Disney um, movies had the same like 
uh, like coming attractions, but like, here's some other stuff that you should make your mom buy you. <laughs> yes. And those Disney ones had all of those live action Disney things like the apple dumpling gang and Herbie, the love bug and um, shaggy dog, which were movies. My mom did not like those live action. So I was not, I was allowed to watch them, but she was like, I'm not renting that shit. I hate it. So all of that. And I would look at it. Oh, and then the Tron part would come on and I would get kind of scared. <laughs> oh, sure. Tron was scary yeah. for young eyes. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. Oh, oh uh, and Black Cauldron, which also terrifying. Um, uh, very. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, God. Bakshi? No, D- uh, Bluth. Uh, Don Bluth. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It is very bluthy. Um, and they use rotoscoping in it. Um, which is where you actually like uh, animate over a live picture of somebody. Which oh, is why yeah. It's so particularly disturbing because it was a, it was, they used it in some of the um, Lord of the Rings animated films, not the. Yes. Um, yes. Oh my God. That animation freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. It's scary. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a real emotional roller coaster because then it would be like, the apple dumpling gang and i would be like oh that must be a western but now i'm hungry for apple actually apple dumplings because they're delicious and then it would be like tron and i would be like oh no i'm gonna be my pants on i'm so scared and then it would be like the moment from alice in wonderland where she's like oh better not drink from a bottle not poison and then i would get excited because that was what i was about to watch and like oh so many of these i can just feel oh and then and then i think that there was a separate ad for kiki's delivery service which my mom was also not really into anime. So it was not something that I ever got to see. <laughs> wow. I am not familiar with old school 80s uh, uh, anime. Um, uh, I think Magic School Bus and Kiki's Delivery Service were the were the two, but maybe not even Magic School Bus. Um, but Kiki was, um, I'm pretty sure, with Studio Ghibli. Nice. Uh, and FYI, I saw a dog that looked just like the broom dog in Alice in Wonderland where she's trying to get away and she's on ah! a little path. And yes. Then yes. The path. <laughs> I saw a dog who looked exactly like that. Did you take it home? Absolutely not. <laughs> By the way, I did find that distributor and it's FHE, Family Home Entertainment, which makes way more sense. That totally makes sense. And I totally remember that. Right? Yeah. Those little things are so funny. I ha- um, My friend, Michael, who did not get cast in the Sandlot. Um, what is it? What is it? That surround sound thing that comes on at the beginning of things like THX? Oh, yeah. Do- uh, yeah, Dolby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dolby I, THX. I, THX. I fast forwarded through that one time. Um, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, what do you mean exactly? <laughs> and he was like, I love that. We have to go back and listen to it. And I was like, okay, well, here's the remote and this is for you now. <laughs> I can see how people like that kind of thing. I understand. It's very fun. Um, I want to speak very quickly to a name that we dropped um, because if you don't know what we're talking about, you're about to. Don Bluth... If you ever wondered why your childhood was riddled with animated movies that were like profoundly sad or dark, I'm going to help you out. So um, 
start, well, these are just animator. Hang on one second. Ah, okay. So, like, um, the motherfucking Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. The Secret of Nim, American Tale, Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven, um, Thumbelina, Anastasia from 97. Mm-hmm. Which I recently was watching Anastasia and I'm like, why does this feel so dark? Oh shit, Don Bluth. A Don right. Bluth drop. Yeah. Um, you don't get a whole lot of cartoons with fucking Rasputin in them, do you? You do yeah. not. Yeah. No, you don't. I like Bartok. Yes, who is Frank Azaria. Oh, Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Frank? You did. Uh, Hank Azaria. Um also, he worked primarily on uh, some Disney movies that were like the darker and sadder of them, like Pete's Dragon, The Rescuers, Pete's uh, Dragon, and the motherfucking Fox and the Hound. <gasps> Did I ever mm. tell you I was babysitting these kids and I had never seen the Fox and the Hound? And I, the girl, oh, like, she was like nine, and she could tell she was she liked to push my buttons. She could tell that I was getting kind of worked up. And she looks over at me and she pats my hand and she goes, he dies. Ah, no, you didn't. No, this is a first. Fuck. Oh. And this little evil bitch at the end of the movie <laughs> laughed at me, like pointed and laughed at me. Oh, God, that's dark. It was a very complicated little girl. She I bet the, she was the same one when I um like I broke a Corelware plate and she ratted on me. Not like oh I was that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a weird kid. <laughs> Wonder what she's up to. <laughs> oh, I am um I'm old enough, of course, to be friends with the now fully adult kids that I babysat while I was in college. Um, these kids that I just. I loved them. They were so sweet. Um, they were really fun. And when I was watching them, they were ages five through like five through maybe I watched them over three years. So I think from ages like five through eight and respectively and like 10 through 13. Um, and they just like are, are, fully grown adults now out of college like um the older son has a is humongous towers over me has a giant full beard his voice has dropped seven octaves like I, they're just i i adore them and we used to do the coolest shit um they were really into they were really into pretending that we were a band in the basement and they had like all of these fake really fun and uh i would be like their record manager and they would ask me to pick who we were gonna do covers of but it was never like hannah montana it was always like okay today you're gonna pick from bowie or the beatles or or fucking like leonard skinnard i mean oh my god that's amazing they were so cool they are still so cool yeah such rad kids oh Mm. Yeah, I did do a lot of babysitting, and that the dad was weird too. That was oh no, I hate that. Um, I mean, he wasn't weird like hitting on me, but like he drove me home one time. I know I told you this, um, and he was like, "I'm gonna get a coke. You want a coke?" 
And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. Stopped at 7-Eleven. Uh, and so he was like, stay in the car. And I was like, it's hot. I don't want to, but okay. He comes right back out with two bottles of Coca-Cola and two sleeves of planters peanuts. And he's like, he's like, this is a, a construction workers lunch. Uh, and he like pours a little of his Coke out that he's in the, like sitting in the driver's seat, but like pours some out the door and then dumps a bunch of the peanuts in there. And so it fizzes even more because of the salt. And then he's like, they drink and you eat it. So like, if you're like doing construction, you're working up there, like you can drink and eat at the same time. And I was like, that's insane. I was like, I don't want to do that. And I think that was the first time someone looked me in the face and fucking said, go big or go home. (laughs) All I could think was, I want to go home. I'm in your car. I need you to take me home. (laughs) I'm going to tell you this right out. You've (laughs) never told me that. Really? <laughs> and it's the best fucking thing I've heard in my life. Well, it's happening. Yeah. I don't think I did it. I think he was like, "Well, then you don't get the coke then." And I was like, about to hand it back to him. He's like, "Well, it's fine." It's fine. When you were like, "The dad was weird," and I was like, "Oh no, not yeah. this shit again." And then he was really just a fucking weirdo. He was a weirdo. He was a weirdo. He let he let the older there were there was like a thirteen year old or maybe twelve. And a nine-year-old, and then the six-year-old was the boy that was born with two thumbs, but they had to cut one off. And he kept going to suck the thumb that they cut off. <laughs> so he would he would put his thumb up like like a normal per- like person sucking their thumb would go to like aim for their mouth with the thumb. No, mm. he would aim for his mouth with the heel of his hand, and then and then get there and realize his other thumb was gone. No, and, and then just look down sad. <laughs> No, 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 no. His name was Scotty. He was cute. And I think the oldest one was Michelle. They were people I knew from church. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, love... he could have been a great guitar player if they just kept that other thumb. I, I can't know. believe it's that's not... what the dad did. That is my favorite story you've ever told. He would also let the older girl like sit on his lap and drive at 13. <laughs> I've never told you this. Huh? I've never told, I'm certain I've never told you this. When I, we already know, look, you already know what to expect from our parents, y'all. <laughs> so one day out of nowhere, I, I had to stay with different families after school because my parents both worked until five. So I would, depending upon which family it was, um, I would have to go home with those kids to where their invariably mother was a stay at home mom and she would look after me and I would have to play with these weirdos. (laughs) And I went to a house that was technically as the crow flies, maybe like two miles, two and a half miles away. And I stayed with this family and I was in second grade. So I was seven and my mom usually picked me up. My mom usually got home first, but on this particular day, my dad came to pick me up and he was like, okay, get in the car. And I was like, all right. And I went to open the passenger door and he's like, nope. And I was like, okay. And I opened the back door. He's like, no. And he's like, you sit in the driver's seat. And I was like, uh, no dad, that's not where I And he goes, you sit in the driver's seat. I was like, Oh, okay. So I sat in the driver's seat. Whoa. 
my father got in the passenger seat. Whoa. Did you feel like your whole world turned upside down? Yes. And I thought he was insane and I was terrified. Oh, sure. I was so scared, so freaked out. And he swung. someone's foot be on the brake? Like, well, he swung his leg over the partition between the two seats. He swung his left leg over um, and he was like, now, don't you worry about the pedals, but you're going to steer, okay? (laughs) And he was like, I'm going to teach you how to drive right now. Oh, my God. How old were you? I was seven. (laughs) And I have to say, it was two and a half miles maybe as the crow flies, but the road that came home, all the way home. And, and the road that connected us was not some bumpy, like, hickey podunk road like it should have been. The road that connected us was a local you know one lane highway but like cars were expected to go like 45 50 miles an hour and know how to drive and i don't know not be not be seven graders <laughs> just throwing that one out there but and there are not a whole lot of instances where i will think of well no i guess our dads did have a lot in common and and in this particular vein the thing that my dad had in common with yours was once he like his mind would just be at rest mm-hmm. and then one idea would get in there oh. and that would be the idea yes we're getting them gophers and it ju- it was not preceded by anything <laughs> it was not preceded by figuring it like like oh you know i i, I, I think it would be good for jen to xyz or or this is a great way to think about you know like having an adventure low stakes or whatever not a great low stakes adventure by the way. <laughs> but no he just once he once he thought about something for a moment and set his mind on it that was the thing that he fixated on so i could wow. not convince him to not let me to not make me drive and i held the wheel as we went probably about 40 miles an hour back home oh my word <laughs> and like what (laughs) well i mean no nobody in my family was trying to make me fearless (laughs) about driving so that's why i still don't drive (laughs) maybe you just needed mel ponton to give you a little nudge just did i did i mean my dad wasn't gonna do it he didn't drive either (laughs) oh my god of course he didn't (laughs) my dad was legally blind (laughs) Oh hell! <laughs> and yet somehow someone put him on a moped. So, are there any cautionary tales about that? Oh, he like wiped out on the moped a bunch. I don't think he ever oh, wound up in the no. hospital because of that. Thank God. Of course that happened, and I'm sure he wasn't wearing a helmet. But like, it was when it was when we had the museum, and my mom. I don't know if it, it came out of him not wanting to be like attached to my mom all the time and dependent on her or if my mom was like fucking find a way to get to the <laughs> to get to the museum you wanted to open because I don't want to drive your ass down there all the time but it was over on the Yorktown waterfront right on the York River and we were um I don't know like uh, five miles away maybe five miles and definitely not as the crow flies like as the crow flies we were probably two miles away but it was like right, right. down and around and then um you know, uh, through like the battle, through the battlefields to get to the, um, uh, the waterfront. Anyway, 
also like steep hills from from where <laughs> from down to the waterfront. Like, yeah, fucking a child. So, mm. anyway, oh god, it was a miracle he lasted as long as he did. Really, quite frankly, <laughs> really. R.I.P. Alan. <laughs> yeah. I remember, oh. I remember him getting on that moped as a child and being like, is everybody seeing this? This is a bad idea, right? We know. This Are we really going to let him do this? Right. No, wait, stop. No one's going to say that. No, wait, stop. <laughs> okay, cool. Also, our road, the road that we were at the very dead ass end of, um, I don't know if you, if country roads did that. So we'll, ditches are a thing where I grew up. They're not a thing everywhere, but like big ruts at the side of the road for water runoff and uh the gradation of the street that went for years they had to tear up the whole street and fix it there was a hump in the middle of the street like it, if you were walking on the street you were at a slight angle because Ooh. it was higher in the middle than it was at the edge i don't know if that's to help facilitate the ditch drainage or what but regardless it was not like a flat like if you were going roller skating on it you would have a real hard time <laughs> oh no I'm sure a moped <laughs> didn't help that's weird there were a lot of weird 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 deeply weird things about virginia and that's why we're here that's why we're here in this totally normal state of new jersey yeah for fuck's sake (laughs) where nothing is strange and nobody has ever shot a spear gun on a public transportation i mean my god it's yeah i uh, i wish i wished i wish i missed people more (laughs) Not individually. I wish I missed being around people Uh more. But every time I'm around people, it just reinforces how cool I am with not being around them, which breaks my heart because I'm, you and I both are like friendly people, people. And like people watching Uh and like, uh, like relatively safe, weird stories and you know but people are just it's always some some asshole who's got to ruin it always i swear to god i so just a couple days ago i i did not go to the shore at all last year which broke my heart it's really not my vacation of choice because too many fucking people but um i was like you know what let me just before memorial day Uh Before it starts being actually warm and people want to be down the shore, let me go. It's a beautiful Saturday. That was mistake number one. It's a beautiful Saturday. Let me like go to Asbury Park, but it's also really windy and cold and it's not shore season. Let me tell you, flooded with people. First of all, getting down there, the ride down um, the number of like aggressive asshole drivers who were acting like out of my way. I got shit to do, man. I'm so mad. I'm like, where the fuck have you been all year? Like <laughs> what rush are you in? Right. What? It, calm down. It is a Saturday morning. God <laughs> damn you. Like I just, the irritation was beyond. And I have not had that many irritating drives mm-hmm. in the last uh, 13 months I really haven't um so that was ridiculous and then it was just flooded with people and mm, it is the shore and it was very windy so do I actually think that like 
mm, masks were beyond necessary no mm-hmm. in terms of like just the germ pickup but still like it's a motherfucking pandemic and you're around people and if nothing else it's a courtesy to be like hey you don't go somewhere without a mask now you just don't fucking do it it, we're gonna see that erode quickly when they give you your final vaccine they should also give you a mask and say please keep wearing this dum-dum keep wearing it for fuck's sake we don't know what the vaccine is going to mean um i want to say that they're saying now that it it should prevent in 80 percent of cases it should pre- prevent transmission picking it up so you're 80 percent less likely to get it Right. Um, but you can still fucking get it. All they really promise is this definitely will help you not die if you get it. And right. spoiler alert, most of us already don't die when we get it. Like right. the grand majority of people. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's not still a f- booger of a disease mm-hmm. that has chronic effects that we have yet to really truly understand. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just, it was... Everybody keeps telling me this, you and my mom especially, but people are just done. Yeah. They just decided they're done. Yep. Yep. And it's maddening and weird. And I don't get why people are so bad at survival. <laughs> I, th- I honestly, I thought that would be an outlying um, uh, he- trait for humans. I thought more people would be inclined to like, fucking batten down the hatches but they really are not um i posted a thing on my stories today where um somebody on cnn showed footage from april 9th of jim baker of the old praise the lord fame he was a he was a beast he was a a fallen preacher who a televangelist um tammy faye baker people are more familiar with i think sure uh but he was like accused of sexual misconduct in a bunch of different ways and he served prison time and is back on the tv no and on april 9th apparently had someone on he and he has a tv show had somebody on his show who said that the vaccine was the or um the covid testing not the vaccine but like the the D, the covid testing yeah getting a swab doing was, a swab um was the government's way of getting our dna and creating uh zombies that they were creating a disease that was going to turn us into the walking dead basically and and on top of it that zombies are possessed by demons why'd you let him out of prison I, 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 and then, well, and then he was also selling that silver light stuff last year, Jim Baker. What's silver light? It was some concoction that was supposed to keep you safe from COVID, but of course it doesn't. It was oil bullshit. And they showed showed clip after clip after clip of evangelical ministers. Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the real, the really scary one who looks sort of like Gollum. Um, with, oh, the little guy with glasses. Yeah. No, no, who was like glasses. He just has a big smush head. Huh. Uh, Donald, remember? But he was was he was like, huh. like in front of an entire like like hundreds of people last year. He like 
did a spit breathe onto his own microphone and podium and was like, I breathe the breath of the Lord in, I have like something about like the wind of God is knocking the virus away. Yep. And we're now all yep. and, uh, and I just don't know how anyone squares any of this with like, I know morality or reality or modality. It's real fucked. It's so fucked. I mean, and that's not like, and those places don't even have such a stranglehold over Jersey, but like for fuck's sake in, in Texas and the Bible belt, that's what those mega churches are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I have the divine privilege of not having to think about evangelical nut jobs all the time. Um, but remembering that that is a huge portion of what keeps misinformation at play is, I mean, not shocking at all. No, I just don't, uh, once again, I just don't understand because the, the, the concept of religion and the Jesus that I grew up with was so chill and sweet and just like nice and do-goodery uh you know the insidious stuff crept in as i got older and understood more about stuff but um i just don't get it i just don't get it that's the end of that story i don't get it i didn't get i don't get it still (laughs) yeah all that to say asbury park was about i shit you not in in a very liberal short town in jersey it was about 50% masked. It really was that shocking. I mean, and the only reason I felt safe at all, the only reason was because, well, first of all, I was double masked, of course, Mm -hmm. but um, the, the wind was right huge whipping 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 freezing cold Mm -hmm. um sea breeze and i was like well i yeah okay (laughs) i mean it's probably fine right you're not gonna walk into somebody's direct aerosol cloud but also (laughs) and you're certainly not gonna have 15 minutes of exposure to somebody like that but yeah but yeah it was just very clear that people decided they are done Mm -hmm. we are tired we want to go outside. We want to do things. We want to go back to our life, quote unquote. And th- we're not quarantining anymore. There is no pandemic. And I'm like, how the fuck is that going to help anyone? Because it's, it, and the summer's coming. And honestly, it feels like so many people are getting vaccinated, but it's only really like 14% of the population so far. Well, are you serious? Yeah, I'm s- 14? 14%? 14 14. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Right? I thought that it was approaching closer to 40. I mean, New Jersey is really dragging its ass compared to New York um, mm-hmm. with the way they've made things available. And it's still like, it's open to everybody now, but good luck again, trying to get a friggin' appointment. Man, that Newark thing. I don't know. I don't know if they ever worked it out. I, if I had stuck with them, if I had stuck with the New Jersey system of it, mm-hmm. I ended up going through CVS and I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Yay. Um, yay. Uh, I hope yay. I mean, I'm sure it will be, I'm sure it will be worth it. However, I'm hoping that I'm not fucking down for the count because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
if I had stuck with the New Jersey system of like go through the state and and book through us, I was waiting on a service ticket from them. I was waiting on technical support that legit never ever came through, yeah. and that was uh, mid March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least three weeks ago, if you're going to get your other shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was forever. <sighs> Crazy. So now, like, so I have now resigned myself to absolutely, definitely not going down the shore for the summer. Hell the fuck no. I mean, maybe a quieter, maybe like Seaside or Avon. Like, I don't think, th- I think that if what you want to actually do is be by the beach instead of like in a beach town. Right. If you want to be on a sea, on a, on a, on the sand. Yeah. I bet, I bet we could find a place that's quiet. Otherwise, let's just go back to your quarry. Yes. Oh, I'm going to find water. I'm going to make that happen <laughs> um, for sure. And I, I just like, I just find it. Mm, vexing and puzzling and discouraging that people are just like well I don't want to do this anymore so I'm not going to do it I'm like that's not how public health works <laughs> however it is always how public health has worked like no matter what the crisis is I I um I hearken back to um I had a psych teacher on I can't remember which of the STDs it is that can make you go crazy oh it's syphilis syphilis okay Yes. So there was a big syphilis outbreak in San Francisco at some point when he was doing some sort of study, uh, when he was doing like grad work and he was part of, uh, contact tracing for this outbreak of syphilis mm-hmm. and, um, and people did not want to tell him who they had slept with. And he was like, cool. I hear you, but also, <laughs> right, right. It's bi- this is bigger than your ego right now, which right. could be the fucking slogan for the last oh. 13 months. Um, so the NCAA.gov uh, Twitter feed, which is chef's kiss. So good. It. Um, their pinned tweet right now, and I hadn't seen anybody else make this. Um, it's not a joke, but uh, it said mask, not what your country can do for you. Mask what you can do for your country. And I was like, oh, that's really what it is. I think I told you this, but when I went upstate, when I went to the Catskills back in January, the the road, the um, the neon, not neon, but like the automated, um, uh, generated signs that put up like alerts oh, yeah. on the highway. Mm-hmm. The one that they had up in January was like, Jesus fucking Christ, just wear a mask. It's all we want. We're exhausted. Like. <laughs> It, it was holding its head with a cigarette in between its fingers. Like <laughs> that, that was the energy of the, of the New York <laughs> transit department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the ones where it's like, it's literally the very least you could do. Humor. Yes. Yes. It's ludicrous. So I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's depressing. I am happy that so many people I love are vaccinated or are becoming vaccinated. I don't think it's going to be the panacea, 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 panacea that we all, um, I do like panacea though. Panacea, panaceous. How panacious of me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't think it's going to be the, 
panacea that we all right. believe or hope or whatever it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just going to be a tool. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be dependent on a lot of other motherfucking factors. And so I just, I just, I just want to go down the shore and I want to smell the sea air and not have to worry about people being dicks. And I'm not going to get that for yet another summer, which bums me out. Yep. Yeah. It might be even worse this year because people have been so cooped up. Yes. But Uh yeah, I think so too. And there, and like the fear, the fear has dulled because that is adaptation at work. Oh yeah, we're all habituated to it for sure. Hmm. Like I was like in listening to our old episodes, listening to the absolute anxiety and like terror of every day, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm just. We well, body won't let you live at that level, like right, that's... right. It's not tenable. Yeah, even even to a certain even to a certain respect, like PTSD, what it does to you won't won't let you live at that mm-hmm. <laughs> level. Our mm-hmm. defense mechanisms. Mm. Anyway, super fun. Uh, do you have any recommendations aside from staying away from Asbury Park? Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, I mean. Most of most of our listeners are local, although I will say for if you go to a website called onlyinyourstate.com, and I do mean the words your state, not like only in fill in the blank here. Sure. Onlyinyourstate.com, and you select the state in which you live, um, you can look through endless lists and blogs of like really cool little known things to do where oh, you're from. Cute. And the I've looked at the New Jersey one numerous times, but my mom also was like, you should get on their email newsletter. Um, and already I'm getting great emails with things like, hey, do you like abandoned things in New Jersey? And I'm like, sure do. Clickety, clickety, clue. Uh, so I already um, forwarded that to several people. Um. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I'm excited about that. For right? You. Yeah. Um, here is something that I would like to put. Uh, if if everybody has like, I don't know, how long could this possibly take? Ten minutes. And I know, I know, I know. Everybody wants <laughs> ten minutes of your time to do whatever. Um, Alabama. This is a reading Chase Strangio's direct tweet again. He is uh, <clears throat> a trans activist and works for the ACLU. Alabama is now planning to bring the heinous and dangerous felony health ban on trans health care to a vote in the final days of session. These bills, HB1, SB10, are catastrophic, and we need all hands on deck paying attention to Alabama. Follow ACLU Alabama and TKO underscore Alabama, um, which is a Southern-centered grassroots movement founded and led by Black, transgender, queer, and gender non-conforming people. Follow this. Do something. Do a thing. Do something. Reach out to its um, governor, k-a-y-l-v-e-y i don't know tweet at this person um to veto it if it reaches her desk contact alabama lawmakers um he he gives out really actionable stuff on his on his twitter feed um this is just awful uh and if you don't know what i'm talking about just google uh transgender children laws god 
it's crazy that there are that all of these um, oppressive right-wing bills are like coming across desks now it's very alarming when I felt like we had kind of reached some some semblance of at least um, government sanctity no it's we're gonna see splinter groups get worse yay so that wasn't really a recommendation but Uh, there you are but it is like ever vigilant we're gonna see splinter groups get worse that's probably true in in the face of every marginalized group that's um fighting for more justice in this moment woof i hate it i love you i love you you're the best one Hey, you know what? We are going to legit be able to do that very soon. Yay. Yeah. I would love that. Like, have done. Come take you out one weekend. Let's do it. Come hang out with me on the river. Yay. Yay. Oh, fuck buddies. Love you, fuck buddies. Be well. You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.